It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning, also on Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, it's a Tuesday, yes, the second day of August for 2022, and coming up, we are going to be speaking with Sam Saad about a really interesting fund that has all kinds of benefits for you with regard to your property and your portfolio and how you can use this fund for your advantage. Because it's a Tuesday and it's a new month, that can only mean one thing. Of course, we are expecting to hear from Philip Lowe later today about the RBA's next move. Let's brace ourselves and see what happens. Is it going to be 50 basis points or 75 basis points? That is the burning question for our Tuesday. Tomorrow, we are going to be talking with Eliza Owen. She is the Head Research Australia at CoreLogic, and we're going to be discussing the combined capital city clearance rate that has hit a record high of 80% in March for 2021, but since then, it has been gradually declining. If you're celebrating a birthday for the second day of August, happy birthday. I see on the history books in terms of business, it was on this day back in 2018, pre-COVID, Apple becomes the first American public listed company to reach $1 trillion in value. In film news on this day, baby boomers will remember American Graffiti, a movie directed by George Lucas of Star Wars fame. That was released on this day back in 1973. And it was also on this day back in 1961, the Beatles' very first gig as the house band at Liverpool's Cavern Club took place. Grab your coffee and switch on your real estate breakfast every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. All right, let's check on your weather around Australia and first we go to Sydney expecting sunshine, plenty of it today and 18 degrees. Melbourne for your Tuesday, look at that, also fine with some windy conditions and the temperature's not too bad either with 17. Brisbane, morning fog and then the blue skies will emerge and expecting a high today of 23 and in Perth the rain is going to settle in for today and expect some windy conditions and your high of 17 degrees. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between, every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Let's talk property contracts and conveyancing, a podcast series with Sam Saad. Well, I've got a question for you this morning. Do you know what an SMSF is? Many people will not know what it stands for. It does stand for a self-managed super fund. And self-managed super funds are becoming more of a popular vehicle for property buyers to purchase commercial property through. 
The important question here is what does all of that mean? Well, there are pros and cons with purchasing a property in a self-managed super fund and there are processes that need to be followed for setting it all up. So to help us understand more and to explore what you should be doing to get this set up correctly, let's welcome back to the podcast Sam Saad, partner and owner of Clinch Long Woodbridge Lawyers at CLW.com. And a very good morning, Sam. Morning, Craig. Thanks for having me back with you again. And I'll be honest, no 10 points for me knowing what an SMSF is. But the great thing is we are about to find out what it means. So firstly, Sam, there will be many people like me wondering what it is and what is required to set one of these up to buy property through. Yeah, that's right, Craig. Look, an SMSF is, as you said, a self-managed super fund. It's basically a superannuation fund that you set up for yourself to allow you to invest your super monies in the way that you want to invest them. For example, you can invest them in residential or commercial property. It allows you to have full control over what you want to invest your super and your future retirement savings in. So what do you need to do to set it all up? Look, Craig, one of the first things you need to do is probably see your lawyer and accountant. And if you have a financial planner as well, basically they'll guide you in the right direction to get you where you need to be to set up a trust company, a trust, and make sure it's all compliant to allow you to move all your superannuation monies that you had in your previous fund to your self-managed super fund and get you ready to invest. As we discussed last week, one of the most important things is to make sure that your trust is registered for GST to allow you to invest in commercial property if you're going down that path. So at what point do you need to set up this trust? Yeah, that's a good question, Craig. Look, a lot of people can easily make a mistake on this point. You need to be very careful as to when you set up the trust, especially when you're buying commercial property. You know, if you're buying in different states, there's different points when you need to set up the trust. For example, in New South Wales, you need to set up the trust after the contract. But in Queensland, you need to set it up before or on the contract date. So sometimes that can catch people out and they can be caught up for double stamp duty issues if they're buying commercial property. So it's really important you speak to either your lawyer or your accountant before you choose to buy because they'll tell you when you need to set up that trust. Okay, so that's good. And there's always the pros and the cons. So let's have a look at the pros first with this when buying into an SMSF. Yeah, look, Craig, one of the biggest benefits of investing in your self-managed super fund or setting one up is it allows you how to invest your super in the future, as opposed to having your funds in a regulated super fund by someone else, where they choose where to invest your monies. It can allow you to have a higher return on certain investments that you may think are better, in particular commercial property. One of the strongest cornerstones in Australia is our commercial property market, and that allows you to grow your assets in a much faster path on the way up. One of the second benefits is limited recourse borrowing. Basically, what this means is that if there are any issues or liabilities that arise with one property, that won't affect any of your other properties that are held in your self-managed super fund. That's one way to protect your assets and make sure that all your other assets are not protected if there's one lemon in all of your properties that you hold. And I know that there will be people that will be asking this very question to themselves, are you able to rent your own property under an SMSF? Yes, absolutely, you can, but there are strict limitations around it. One of the things, you know, all the terms of your lease in place need to be at arm's length. You can't rent your own property, however, if it's a residential property. So you can't buy a residential property through your self-managed super fund and rent it, but with a commercial property, you can. And that's one of the other benefits is that you can pay rent to yourself, put it in your super, pay it down and have tax concessions in the future from your super fund rather than pay another landlord with rent. 
Okay, so those are the pros, Sam. Let's have a look at the cons, because as with anything, there's always a few cons. So what are they for an SMSF purchase? Yeah, look, Craig, running off the previous answers as well in terms of renting the commercial property from yourself, one of the downturns is that you can't sublet this premises to someone else. You know, sometimes this is a limitation if you, for example, rent out an entire premises and you find that it's too big for you, you can't go and sublet it to minimize some of your costs. And the second thing is you have to lease it at market rate to yourself. You can't negotiate like you would with any other landlords if there was a different landlord that you were renting off. So that's one of the main downturns of renting a commercial property and your SMSF. And can you use the equity you build in your SMSF to purchase other properties? Look, one of the limitations also of buying yourself money super fund is you can't use your asset if it grows for collateral for future purchases or loans. And this is once again due to the limited recourse borrowing because you can't pull out equity and go invest it in something else. It has to stay within that property. One of the other things is there's lower levels of lending that are provided by our banks because self-managed super funds are sometimes seen as higher risks for banks. One of the other things as well is that banks have a lower levels of LVR, which basically means they're willing to lend lower amounts for properties that are in self-managed super funds because they see it as being a higher risk. And in turn, this doesn't allow you to pull out much equity in any case for other properties compared to when you buy outside your self-managed super fund. One of the last cons of a self-managed super fund is the setup costs involved. So you need to have a decent chunk of superannuation in order to make the costs worthwhile. Good on you, Sam. Well, thanks again. There's plenty of information to take away. Look forward to chatting in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, Craig. You too. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.